Nicodemus by Julianne Leonard Read by Dennis Jers I always seemed to be too late to follow him, limping behind while the others ran ahead. What need had such a young man for an old man like me among his followers? Let the young men with strong minds and a faster gait serve him, for surely they were more capable than I was, than I still am. And yet I could not turn away from him. I could not turn my mind back fully to my duties at the temple with the law. Instead, I followed behind, scuttling like a beetle in the alleys at night, searching to meet with him. I struggled to understand what he said to me, talking about the rebirth of the spirit. But I was an old man. How could my spirit be renewed, cleansed from the stains of life, without being born completely anew like a newborn babe? I did not understand how such a wonderful thing could happen to someone so old, long past the passion and zeal that youth can give. I returned to the temple in the day, trying to hide the small stirring that I felt deep within my breast, like a young boy beginning to understand life. I tried to squelch such an urge, bury it beneath my duties and my work. Still, it found me, drawing me out of myself at a slow and halting gait, leading me to where the master would preach in the evenings. I stood there in the crowd that waited outside in the doorway or field or wherever he had gone waiting, and listening to those who had heard him when it was too far for me to go and not be missed in my duties in the temple. There was no longer a hiding place for me, though, in those walls. I felt that stirring grow strong and sure within me. Rash words that I was too old to speak flooding my tongue with such feeling that seemed unseemly for a man my age to feel. Such passion was for the young, born of hot-blooded tempers and youthful follies. Yet I felt it all the same. I felt it, and it grew within me as I took my place among the Sanhedrin day after day. I listened as they slandered him, plotted against him, and set their sickening traps in front of me, parading them by as if they were in a show. Could I ever have been like one of these men, so concerned with the comforts of age, that I would have condemned an innocent man to be killed? For that was clearly what they intended for this man who taught the law of Moses— embodied the spirit of the law to the men who followed him along the road. They would violate the very law they sought to protect in trying to catch him. They searched for one word misspoken, one wrong thought, to trap him in front of all the people who gathered before him in the temple, in the marketplace, on the hills looking over the city, and the roads that stretched far beyond. With every success 
and victory that he won over those snares which they threw before his feet. That small feeling in my soul I had fought and railed against grew. It was now stronger, more certain, more steady. No longer merely a stirring, but something which swelled and moved within me, threatening to overflow and fill my body with a new and youthful life. A life I had thought myself too old to receive. It did overflow one day as I sat listening to the priests in the temple. I felt it swell up within me, loosening the bonds which had held my tongue through all the other plans which they had brought against him. I no longer fought against it, but welcomed it, wishing to rush forward and to defend this man who had taught me so much about the meaning of the law and more about what it meant to be truly alive. I spoke up then, joining the words and wisdom that I had learned over so many years with the new life that filled me like it filled the young men who walked with him on the road to Jerusalem. My words rang true and clear as I stood pleading for his life. They ruled against me, disregarding my words as the ramblings of an old man. And yet, I was no longer so old or so frail as I was before. I followed him, no longer hiding in dark corners, but in the clear light of day. I was late to follow, but my steps were sure as I followed him, hidden in the crowd that made its way up a hill that day, following him toward the cross. The cross and the fate that those men whom I had once stood with had set for him. He had told me once that I could not be part of his kingdom unless I was reborn by both water and the Spirit. I had not understood him then in the dark room where we sat that night. That day, as I stood by the cross, my face soaked from both my tears and the rain. I understood. I could see it, written as clearly on his nail-marked hands and his scourged back as I had ever seen it on any of the scrolls that I had lovingly poured over in the temple. I helped to bury him after he died that afternoon. My hands shaking with grief, not age, as I helped them take him down from the cross, helped the women as they prepared his body to be placed within the tomb. I stood as the stone was rolled in front of the door, and the loss bit deep. Undimmed by my aged body, not lessened by the youth of my soul. It was Passover once again, as surely as it has been that first time, long ago in Egypt for I had seen the angel of death pass by me and instead take the firstborn of the world, the Son of God, the Paschal Lamb, who had marked me with a new life. His blood ran red on the doorposts of my heart. I stood in the rain by his tomb, 
and fell to my knees, weeping for the innocent man I had failed to save, for the God I had seen along the way and come to know so late. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater, with the permission of the licensor, granted under a copyrighted license agreement. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.